The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Dear Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this Tuesday, August the 10th. Yes, Tuesday, yes, August Tuesday. the 10th. I'm coming to you live from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Connor is coming to you somewhere from the Boston, Massachusetts area. Where yeah, you from? buddy. I'm in Haverhill, Haverhill, Massachusetts. From Haverhill, Massachusetts. We are the Dear Pats Nation podcast. So as some of you know, we have a contract with Newsbreak to create short Patriots videos covering all the sort of news and that kind of stuff around the New England Patriots. And, you know, we kind of focus on what the media is saying rather than giving heavy opinion like we do on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. So for those of you who are uh, watching Dear Pats Nation back in 2017, this style may seem very familiar to you. Uh, We put out anywhere between one to four videos a day, depending on how much new information is coming out. And if you want to check out the channel, we've posted the link in the description below. The new channel is called The Patriots News Desk. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play you uh, one of our videos from today, and Connor will weigh in on his opinion. And this may be an unpopular one, but today's video is called The Patriots Should Keep an Eye on uh, This Michael Thomas Saints Feud, Connor. And it has been all over uh, the media today and yesterday and the day before. Yeah. Why is he? He's he's upset. Yes, very, very upset. He hasn't he hasn't showed up there. He hasn't communicated them at all during the off season, and he had surgery, a bunch of bad stuff. So let's listen to the story, and then you can weigh in. All right. The New England Patriots have been linked to disgruntled New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas going back to last season. 
Of course, the Patriots are also linked to any big-name wide receiver ever available. Many people in the media believe that Bill Belichick would trade for Julio Jones when news broke that Atlanta was making him available. However, all reports indicate that the Patriots weren't even a part of the trade conversation. So it's important to take all opinions with a grain of salt. All that being said, there's a large amount of the NFL media who is linking Thomas to New England. Hello, my name is Ray Rout, and welcome to the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. In today's video, we're going to explore the NFL and look at the links between the New England Patriots and Michael Thomas. Tringo, Basil Vaughn of Fansided wrote, If all pro receiver Michael Thomas does not want to be a saint who comes marching into the 2021 NFL season, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots will certainly want to be a part in that number. If Thomas is healthy and ready to go by then, even at 80%, he is better than what they currently have at the wide receiver position, and his contract has him locked up for a while. Belichick would love to give Mac Jones a weapon like Thomas when he finally takes over under center for the Patriots. So the question then becomes, if the Patriots want to be a part of the receiver who punched a teammate and failed to communicate with his team surrounding a serious injury and surgical repair. Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, Aqib Tlaib are just a few NFL stars that Bill Belichick hasn't shied away from. So if Michael Thomas is available, even at 80% with a diva attitude, the New England Patriots have the cap space and need to take a shot at one of the best wide receivers in the game when healthy. Now, Belichick has definitely never shied away from taking a risk on a player because of his attitude. And given that Thomas is younger than Julio Jones, Belichick may actually want to take a shot at getting Thomas. But what would it cost him? Ben Rolf of the Patriots or of the Pro Football Network wrote, what would New England likely have to give up for Thomas? Every time a top wide receiver is available, the Patriots get mentioned. They revamped the receiving group with the addition of Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne in March, yet Thomas could still be in the frame for New England. At this point, the cost is really dependent on how far the relationship has dissolved. If the Saints and Thomas are ready to split, the cost could be cheap. Most likely, the Patriots would look to use former first-round selection to kill Harry as compensation. However, Harry's worth is presumably not very high after two poor years to start his NFL career. Realistically, take Harry plus at least a mid-to-high-round pick to make any significant progress on a trade for Thomas. Nikhil Harry in a mid-round pick seems like a fair compensation. However, the Patriots aren't the only team linked to Thomas. Cody Benjamin of CBS NFL ranked the Patriots as the fourth-ranked team to land Thomas and Jacksonville Jaguars as the best chance, saying, New England got done spending a combined $124.5 million on new pass catchers, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. But why stop there? None of those guys come close to Thomas as a number one target, and the Pats are obviously intent on competing this year. It helps that they play in the AFC, so the Saints could keep Thomas out of sight, and at 28, Thomas is young enough to serve as a running mate for Mac Jones. Jacksonville spent a ton on mostly middling free agents this spring, but the team still has more than enough cap space and NFL best $30 million to be bold. They're out of the NFC, which would put the Saints at more ease. They need a true weapon for Trevor Lawrence that they can get, even with DJ Chark established as a starting wide receiver. And best of all, their new coach just happens to be Urban Myers, who oversaw Thomas emerging stardom at Ohio State and drew an eyebrow-raising endorsement from Thomas this year. The odds that Belichick will trade for Thomas is probably slim, but it would be foolish to completely count them out of the mix. Belichick was extremely aggressive during free agency, and since Thomas may not cost too much draft capital, there's a real possibility that the Patriots could make that move.
All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. My name is Ray Rout. This has been the Patriots News Desk brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any new Patriots news. And if you did like this video, make sure you hit that like button. And I'll be back to you with your next Patriots story. I can't get over how much I love getting paid to just research other people's telling of the news. Touche. Touche. You, you, you did the lip syncing again, too. Very good. I did. I, I, I did. almost believed it again. Thank you. Good. I believed it last night. You did. I did. But then I, to then I told you what I was doing. Yes. Then I realized. Guys, if you want to catch more of our news stories, you can catch those on Newsbreak or on our new, new YouTube channel called The Patriots News Desk. We've left the link to both in the description uh, where we just cut out those short, sort of old school DPN. That's what I used to do, Connor. Just short four to five minute videos just talking about the news. We nice. now do that for Newsbreak. This is our channel where we just talk a lot of ish. But uh, you heard ish. the stories. You heard what a bunch of reporters were saying about the situation. What do you think? Uh, just another receiver linked to the New England Patriots because that seems to be a common thread for us. I really think so. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard anything about it. Um, I haven't looked too far into it, but I don't see it being something that's actually going to transpire. I think the Patriots are going to move forward with the offense that they have at this point. Michael Thomas has obviously been a phenomenal talent. Last year he was injured, didn't do much, but obviously before that he was probably one of, if not the best receiver in the league for a number of years. I mean, how can you not at least be somewhat interested on, in him? But right now, I think he's probably going to find a way to stay with the Saints or he's going to go somewhere else. I don't, I don't see it being like a very serious, like he's going to come to the Patriots type thing. What did you think of the one proposal there, Nikhil Harry in a mid-round pick? I mean, I don't know how, you know, the Saints would want that. I mean, if I'm the Patriots, you have to at least consider something like that. But you got to remember, the Saints have no leverage. Right. I mean, it's it's he's he's a nightmare there. Let's not forget, this is a guy who punched a teammate in the face last season. Yep. And then he's, he came out this offseason, didn't communicate at all with any of the Saints staff and coaching staff after like he had surgery. And he just talked a bunch of ish, uh, ish to them on Twitter. I mean, they're in a bad spot. They got to get rid of this guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think so. They probably got to find a way to, to do something with him. I don't know. Bill Belichick's had a lot of success and a lot of luck, I guess, with a lot of guys who were disgruntled with other teams and were considered like problem players or whatever. But I, I don't know. I just I just don't get the vibe that Michael Thomas is, is going to come to the Patriots, although they, they got to do something with him doing this type of stuff, especially on Twitter. I like the Jacksonville connection because of Urban Myers. He's a former Ohio State guy. Uh, right. Big reason I like him is because he's an OSU guy. Connected to Urban Myers. Obviously, I'm a bigger Urban Myers fan being an OSU guy. Uh, on top of that, too, though, aren't the Jags are trading one of their defense, uh, one of their uh, their corners, right? CJ, um, I forget his last name. Now. Anyways, they, they can make a move and, and, and offer something to, to New Orleans that may offset some stuff for them. Yeah, that, that might make the most sense for him. I'm sure the Saints have to be looking into trading him with the, what's going on, but I don't know. They, I'm sure they don't want to just give him away either because obviously he's been a premier talent well, for a long time. But Keep in mind, he won't be ready till November. Okay. Yeah, he's, I mean, that's, that's going to make things even so, more difficult for both sides. You got a diva. Yep. You got a guy who's a problem child. You got a guy who wants out of New Orleans. Right. And he's going to be hurt till November. So they have zero leverage in this trade. Right. Yeah, this this it's a tough bind for them to be in. Maybe they like, do just want to dump him. I'd like to remind everybody that they chose Michael Thomas over Brandon Cooks. 
They certainly did. They certainly did. They paid him a lot of money too. They paid him a big chunk of change recently. They did. I forget what it was, but it was a lot. The Dear Pats Nation podcast is fan-driven, and we want to let you know how you can become the content director of the podcast. If you would like two exclusive Dear Pats Nation live streams a month and a chance to be our content director, let me take a second and explain to you how you can get these perks. Being a member of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club gives you the perks to dictate the content you'll see. For only $5 a month, you'll get an exclusive live stream every second Friday. And when you have the opportunity to watch and participate in the chat or join Connor and I on the screen and talk to us directly. Outside of the live stream, you will dictate the Dear Pats Nation podcast. From Sunday to Thursday, we post a Q&A post on Patreon and have our Patreon members give us topics and ask questions that they want us to talk about. We address every single one on the podcast, no matter how long it takes us. We will also post a video from the podcast uh, for our members to leave comments, and we will address every single one of those comments on the following podcast, no matter how long it takes us. So come join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon and be our content directors and tell us what we should be talking about. We've left a link to our Patreon page in the description. You can also give your opinion and drop a question if you're watching this live on YouTube by sending a super chat during the live stream. All right, Connor. So we got a, a bunch of comments on last night's uh, podcast over on the Patreon page. So we started out. Yes, sir. Love Vibration Nation says, not trying to start a conspiracy theory here, but here it goes. BB has not had Harry go against the first team defense that much. Could be a bit of a building up his confidence as much as getting him showcased to build a value for whatever reason. Seems to have worked on both accounts. National media is now talking about Harry and a small and small YouTube channels from teams in need of receiving help are running speculation trades for Harry now. My true feeling is Bill might see what he thought Harry could could be when he drafted him. Consistency will be key, but mark my words, he lights it up in preseasons and practices against other teams. He is staying a Patriot. Hashtag facts. Here, we can always uh, rely on Love Vibration Nation to come in with uh, very in-depth knowledge of it. I haven't even thought of this. Now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, Nikhil Harry's just been beaten up on, you know, second and third string guys, and that's why he's looking so good. I haven't thought about that until he said it. Uh, we really do need to wait and see what happens in the preseason, how he plays versus actual other teams. Well, let me flip this on you then. You say he's beaten up on second and third string teams, but he's been torching Jalen Mills. Like, oh my goodness, I know. So that's not a good so, sign for Jalen Mills or Nikhil well, Harry might really be the real deal. I was going to say, is that indication that Nikhil Harry is, I don't know, here? Or is that indication that, that my concern that I expressed last night about Jalen Mills is true? Right. I I don't know. I don't know. How, maybe they can try and have Nikhil Harry go against like JC Jackson and see what happens. See if he can still do the same thing. But like what Love Vibration Nation say here is like we got to see him go against like another team. And then we can really, like, really, really see. Yeah, but that's the same with everybody. Right. You know what I mean? That's the same with everybody on the team. We need to see Mac Jones. We need to see Cam Newton. We need to yep. see Damian Harris. We need to see Sony Michelle. We need to see we need to see everybody go up against other, you know, real football teams. Uh, I, I believe that the Patriots want to keep Nikhil Harry, to be honest with you. I don't yep. think they want to trade him. I know Nikhil Harry has requested a trade. I believe it's because Harry believed that he was going to get cut. But the way he's performed this year, even though Harry might still be leaning towards being trade, I could see Belichick saying, you're still my property. You're going to stay here. And it's settled like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this, you know, the third season here really will be the biggest, you know, telling sign of it. 
Love Vibration H says, Wilkerson makes his team full stop. I wonder why he wasn't drafted. He scored in the top 99 percentile in the 40 in the cone drills before his draft. Off-field problems maybe. Do you guys know anything about that? No, we don't know anything about anything, though. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know anything about anything. I don't know any – I've never heard about any off-field uh, issues with him. So I, that, not that I know. It still shocks me to this day that we have any following at all and that we get paid by places like Newsbreak because we all in all are the epitome of two idiots on a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. We just have microphones. Yeah. I think that's people, it. People happen to listen, though. They, they certainly do. But what did we say? We're a comedy show that talks about sports. Yeah, somebody described us as that, and that's, that's, that's exactly what we ran with. Yeah. It might have been Love Vibration Nation. It could have been, but that's how we get away from being stupid. People are like, you're stupid. We're like, well, we're not sports analysts. Yes, We're exactly. comedians that talk about sports. So take that. That's right. Then they have, noth- they have nothing. Nothing. People like watching us exchange on Twitter, too, I found out. Is that is that so? Apparently, they find it funny. Like, we had an exchange today about spaghetti and stuff, and I got a DM saying that our Twitter exchanges are just as funny as our podcast exchanges. Nice. Shout out to whoever that was. I'll try and get on Twitter more if I can. Love Vibration Nation says, very interesting scenario you just posed, Ray, and you didn't even realize it. Of course, No, I meant it. I realized it. Don't tell me I didn't realize it. Of course you did. If Aguilar is banged up, uh, you are right. They should rest him. Does that mean Harry gets to start at the X? I'm definitely not going to miss this. Well, obviously, I laid that out subliminally. I didn't want people to realize how smart I really was. So that's why I laid out the scenario without actually saying it. So don't tell me I didn't realize it, Love Vibration Nation, because that's just. Love Vibration Nation's very good at like the sneak disses and like the backhand compliments. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really realize what I did there. But, uh, this is Forte. He's good at you. He knocks you down pegs all the time. Anytime you get, you get a shred of like self-confidence and self-worth, he just chops you at the knees. Can always can always count on him for that. So I, th- I thank you for that love vibration nation. Because he took me down or because he takes you down often? Both. Both. Oh, I think it's good. He, it's good to see him, you know, being inclusive here. Love vibration nation says Ray Lewis was awesome. Ray, he had the swag pregame dance he did. Watch it on YouTube. I have lots of times. Uh, I got It got me hyped. I always wanted Larry Fitzgerald to play for the Pats. It, it would have happened if Connor didn't oversleep and forgot to pick him up at Logan Airport at that time. Damn it. Was I supposed to do that? I told you it was your fault. Bill Fett oh. snap faced us and said, who can pick him up? And I said, I don't live in Massachusetts, so I can't do it. And you're like, all right, I guess I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean... I, I'll bear responsibility for a lot of things, but I don't remember this one. But if you guys say it was me, it was me. I should have been there for Larry Fitzgerald to pick him up. And honestly, if he was at Logan Airport, I would have walked there and brought him back on a scooter if I had to five years ago. Today, Ted tried to get a little mouthy with me. Nice. Because I was in the group chat and I told him that, like, you know, Ray Luce is like my all time favorite player. Yeah. And he was like, well, he's good at getting away with murder. And I was like, at sure. least he got away with it. We got, the, we picked a tight end who couldn't. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Oh, too soon. Good. Too soon. Not was good. that bad taste? Was that in bad taste? Ah, it's all right. It's been a it's been a while. Aaron Hernandez, man, he had a, he had us duped though. I never would have guessed that in a million years until it came out. Yeah, let's just leave it at there before we get uh, demonetized. Touche. Love Vibration H says Jawan Williams is my pick for training camp. Stiff. Rumor has it he has burnt bread in his locker now from getting toasted so much. <laughs> Overpaid, confirmed bust. Well, he's on a rookie deal, so I wouldn't call him overpaid. Wait, who is this about? Juwan Williams. 
Yeah, I don't think he's been a, I don't know overpaid. I don't think they've paid him that much money, and I I I I don't think he's a bust just yet. I mean, he's he's actually contributed a little bit. I mean, what did he get what, drafted? I, that's exactly ago? what I was just gonna say. What pick was he drafted as well? Like what round? Second round. Oh, he was second round. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and see what he does. Anybody like third thirds borderline fourth round and after it's impossible to be a bust in my opinion. Yeah, I'm the same as you. If you unless you're a first or second round pick, you can't be right. Like if you get drafted in the fourth, that is what it is. They're kind of taking a flyer on you and hoping you work out. And if you don't, you don't. All right, this is going to ruffle some feathers. I'm just throwing it out there right now. All right. This could end the show between you and I. All right, I'm ready. Josh Boyce. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, Josh Boyce would have been a Hall of Famer. Yes. Tom Brady is a goof. Tom, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love Vibration Nation says it is a bad one, though. It is All right. It won't, I don't think it's going to cause issue between us, but it's going to ruffle some feathers. All right, let's hear it. Love Vibration Nation says, hot take. Gronk the goof doesn't make it nine games this year with his back. Uh, with his back. Then he calls it quits. FYI, I'm not feeling Gronk since he left the way he did. He screwed us. Love Vibration Nation. I cannot agree with you more about him screwing us. I know that a lot of Patriot fans don't want to pull their head out of their ass and realize how much he screwed us. But Gronkowski purposely, purposely waiting until two weeks into free agency is the reason that we didn't sign a tight end. And it's the reason we've had tight end troubles. You think that Gronk was really thinking about it? Gronk purposely screwed the Patriots. Trust me 100%. He screwed New England. I don't hold him in the same regard as I hold Brady. We won a Super Bowl without... We won lots of Super Bowls without Gronkowski. Uh, We lost a bunch of Super Bowls with Gronkowski. Um, If I was at Gillette Stadium that game, I would cheer Brady, but I'd actually boo. I would actually boo Gronk. Yeah, he'd be... Honestly, man, I look at Gronk in a much different light than I look in Tom Brady. I mean, I, I could never just boo Brady, even though I hope that the Patriots destroy them week four. But Gronk, man, I, I mean, I still kind of like Gronk, but he's not even in the same regard as a lot of people. I have him a lot lower on the list. I mean, he he's not even like a top 20 Patriot of all time for me. I mean, sure, he not had some great seasons. Wise. Not by talent-wise. Like talent-wise, he was he was fantastic. But like, just as far as like, I'm looking at like, I I don't really think of Gronk. I think more of like Edelman, obviously, like Adam and Terry, dude, Dante Hightower. Um, I have to mention the Dynasty 2.0, so McChicken's happy here. Like with McCordy, and then going back to the first one, Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi, um, Willie McGinnis, you know, Richard Seymour, all these guys. It's like the, I look at those guys as like the true, true Patriots. I know there's a portion of the fan base that'll be upset with. Me us now because you you've joined this pack i don't I don't even hate gronk it's just i don't look at him as like this like as much of like a superhero no and I, and I don't hate him either i know it came across like i did but i was just thinking back to the whole 2020 debacle right but, um i do believe though that the way i know there's a there's a small portion of the fan base that will ride and die with him and they're probably tampa bay fans right now tom brady likes yep. him so you gotta love gronk because brady loves gronk and they're not real patriot fans anyways however yep. when it comes to gronkowski i believe that he's completely tarnished his reputation amongst patriots fans like yes. there's a lot of people who do ride tom brady and are like ride and dies for tom brady who yep. talks smack on on Gronkowski I think the way he handled his retirement the way he pulled that BS I think it all started in 2018 with his BS of the 
you know, I don't know. Am I coming back? I don't know. Am I <laughs> making a big joke out of it? You know what I mean? Until he got the call that he was being traded to Detroit. Right. And then suddenly it was like, Oh, then I'm retired. And you know what? It's funny. Cause he says it like on, like when he talk, tells the story about it, when he found out he was getting traded to the Lions, like, Oh no, then I'm retiring. I guarantee you. He didn't say it like that. Right. I guarantee, I guarantee you. He didn't even say it. I guarantee you his agent said it. And I guarantee you part of him, his, his, his heart dropped and he wasn't his little arrogant or his big, stupid, arrogant self. No, as far as I'm concerned, Gronk's uh, been tarnished in my eyes. In, in yeah. New it, and, especially with him coming out of retirement. And I feel like he'd have a lot better, like, He'd be in better graces with people if he just retired and stayed retired, even though he did stall and drag his feet. But for him to stall, drag his feet, and then come out and unretire just to go force a trade to the Buccaneers, it's he's done right by Brady, not by the Patriots. Yep, yeah, and, and you know what? I'm not mad that he retired. People are all like, well, the guy deserved to retire. I don't care if somebody retires. I care that he waited two weeks into free agency yeah. to make the announcement when he damn had, he had months to figure that out. And he damn well knew what he was going to do. Right and to this day, I will say he screwed the Patriots on purpose. Yeah, maybe it was a, it was some sort of weird spite thing. I also believe the story that he wanted to come back late in the season, and Brady told him, "No, stay healthy for next year." Maybe, yeah, maybe. There is that rumor out there that Gronk was actually did actually always have a plan to come back late in the season. Right, and Brady told him not to to wait till the next year because Brady knew he was gone. And to make things even worse for Mister Gronkowski, here we have a super chat from our boy Lucas. Says not to mention the Super Bowl Fifty Three trophy dent. He's right. He dented the trophy and then blamed it on Edelman. Tries to blame it on Jules, the all-time Patriot. He did. He did. He tried to throw him under the bus. You know, right? That's docks him down another peg. Thank you very much for the super chat, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. I know we just got a whole bunch of unsubscribers now for for this rant, but I think that you have to listen and you have to be real about this. Yeah. Uh, Love Vibration Nation is breaking NFL rumor for Justin Ramos. The Patriots front office tried to massage a deal for Deshaun Watson with the Texans, but things got weird when the towel dropped. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. No comment. I'm just going to leave it. No comment. Love Vibration Nation says Peyton's second ring was like Brady's most recent against the Rams. Uh, both guys are great, but those games remind you that this is a team game. 100%. The yep. Rams, the Rams Super Bowl. For the Patriots and the Broncos last Super Bowl was was all defense. It was a team game. Hundred yep, um, percent. The quarterbacks did enough to get the win, but it was that was all about the defense, those games. Yes. Yes, it certainly was. And shout out to special teams. Yes, yeah, especially well, what was it? Uh Ryan Bailey or Ryan Bailey? uh Ryan Allen. Allen. Ryan Allen. He did he did Super his Bowl best, MVP. Uh, yeah, he did his best Jake Bailey impression that game. Yes, yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Booming punts. Super Bowl MVP. By the way, I saw you kissing Norton's ass last night. Eh, we'll see. He still no, has to do no, it. No, 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 no. After you came and talked smack on the podcast, you went out there and said me when he hits a 450-yarder this year and put out a gif. And it was me with my arms folded. But I'll give him a nod if he hits it. I'll but he needs heard. to prove it to us. You better not be. Listen, you better not be bandwagoning him this year. Eh, we'll see. He's got to prove it to. He's got to make the team first. I'm not going to let you. That's all right. By the way, are you upset that I stole your source, the pro shop? I'm trying to move on to some other ones. Just not going to tell anybody. You're just you're just engrossed with the pizza companies, frozen pizza companies. I'm trying to work with them, you know, try and get some free food out of them so I can eat for the next week. Yeah. Well, you always flexed your your pro shop freaking connection. Now, now we both have the connection. I know it's not the same. 
Are you still going to flex one source on your Twitter page? I'm not sure. Does it still say that? I don't know. I don't know either. We got a super chat from Ross, though. Oh, perfect. He says, wasn't TB12 the Patriot way? It was all Tom. Here we go, staring the pot. <laughs> laugh emoji. Just remember, laugh emoji. Laugh emoji on the end. This is Ross. He's staring the, the pot. The Patriots way was the Belichick way. Tom Brady played a big role in the Patriots way, though. I, I, you can't deny what Tom Brady did. I right. know what you're doing here, Ross, you bastard. You're He's just trying <laughs> to get everyone going. You're trying to get us in trouble. Yes, but, he uh, is. <laughs> If it wasn't for Brady and if it wasn't for Belichick combined, the Patriots wouldn't have the type of success they had. They're one in one A on the all-time grades Patriots. Yep, there we go. Was that the politically correct answer? I think so. I think that should do the trick. Thomas says, good show, guys. I said it since Thank free you. agency that we are playoff bound. The rest we'll see. I'm someone who sticks to his opinion and takes the consequences. My predictions were playoff and Cam is good and you can hold me accountable for it. It's the same like you did with the Super Bowl prediction. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, listen, dude, uh, I'm kind of on. I'm like on. I bandwagoned with you, though. I'm such a Cam Newton diehard now <laughs> i think everybody knows that after i spent months and months and months just trashing the guy i'm like oh look he can play football Cam newton we'll, Even your boy. we'll see there'll be a lot of ups there'll be a lot of ups and downs i gotta ask you spike king sure is is this is this a troll or is he serious about cam Has uh, he turned like us i don't know what's he saying oh he's been like riding cam since camp started i guess he's off the stidham train then huh he, he is Stidham, right yeah, so that's why I'm asking you. You know him. Is this a troll or is this uh, is this real? Um, I have no idea. I really don't. Maybe he thinks Cam looks really good at the preseasons. I don't know. I think he goes to the games, I think. Mm. Or he goes to the preseason. But today I don't I, know. Today I saw a tweet from Ian Glendon, who's the owner of Full Press Coverage. And the first original tweet was, what's the best dunk you've ever seen? And he quote tweeted it with a picture of Hightower's wife with her laugh my ass off. Who are you anyways? Yes, that was that was good, man. That was good. Hey, I guess he got the attention he wanted, though, right? You got it. Any attention is good attention. Right. So that's all I say. Last comment from last night's podcast comes from Thomas. He says, my three dark horse teams outside of the Pats are the Cardinals, the Colts and the Raiders. The Cardinals, that's actually a very good one. i got to agree yeah, with that one. Kyler Murray could be really good. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They signed James Conner. Um, they signed J.J. Watt, obviously. They they could be very good. Actually, and, and the Raiders aren't a bad pick either. No, the Raiders, the Raiders are a solid team. For whatever reason, they just struggle to put it all together, I feel like. They have a tight end, I heard, though. They do. They do. Don't tell anyone. He must anyone. have won you fantasy last year. That's why you're you, you won me fantasy so last year. And he's he's just gonna be good. I think he's he's gonna be he's gonna put up good numbers. All right. So this morning we put out a, a message over on Patreon that says, "Tell us what to talk about." And they came through, man. But we want to just remind everybody that the Dear Pats Nation podcast is fan driven. We want to let you know how to become the content directors of the podcast. If you would like two exclusive Dear Pats Nation live streams a month and your chance to be our content director. Let me take a second and explain to you how you can get these perks. Being a member of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club gives you the perks to dictate the content you see. For only $5 a month, you'll get an exclusive live stream every second Friday. 
when you have the opportunity to watch and participate in the chat or join Connor and I on the screen and talk to us directly. Outside of the live stream, you will dictate the Dear Pats Nation podcast. From Sunday to Thursday, we post out a Q&A post on Patreon and have our Patreon members give us topics and ask questions that they want us to talk about. We address every single one on the podcast, no matter how long it takes. We also post the videos on the podcast for our members to leave comments, and we will address all of the comments we made the following podcast. We just did that for the last 20 minutes. So come join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon and be our content directors and tell us what we should be talking about. We've left the link to our Patreon page in the description. You can also get your opinion in or drop a question by sending a super chat live on YouTube. All right, so the first one comes from Thomas. He says, Joe Burrow still struggling after torn ACL. You think he can fit in his role as the Bengals' game changer? Can I hit this one first? Sure. Joe Burrow is the number one reason I don't want Mac Jones to start this year. Right. I said Joe Burrow being injured like that in his rookie season could completely derail his career. And I don't like it. I didn't like him starting last year. I didn't think the Bengals were going to do anything with him as a starting quarterback. They never should have ousted Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton should have been the starting quarterback, teaching Joe Burrow to be an NFL quarterback. I think the Bengals handled that so poorly. And, yeah, he's been struggling since coming back. I mean, listen, I'm, I know, like, our boy Lawrence is going to like this, but Carson Wentz has never been the same since coming back from his his major injury. Uh, I don't like it. And, and Joe Burrow is the main reason I don't want to see Mac Jones as a starter this year. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, Joe Burrows looked like he was going to be a star last year before he got injured, and now I've been hearing the same reports that he's not looking good to start the the season. So we're going to have to wait and see, obviously, see what happens like week one and see what happens throughout the entire season. But it, it, it could show exactly what you're saying, a reason why you don't just throw a rookie out there week one and start him right out the gate. You know, it, bad things can happen. All right, this next question from Thomas is very analytical, so I think it's right up your alley. Oh, perfect. He said, could you please explain those two tight end, how those two tight end set plays work? Not familiar with that. They're going to they're gonna run and try and catch passes, and they're going to block and try and have people run behind them. That's probably the most of uh, Bill Belichick's plan. So a two tight end set is when both tight ends are on the field. One on the left sure? side, one on the right side. Yes. Okay. Sometimes they have a three tight end set where three tight ends are on the field. Uh, and then, of course, as Connor said, you can run block, you can go out and you can pass block, you can chip and go out and catch a pass. I like when, when tight ends chip before they go out and catch their, their pass. Don't you, Connor? That's one of my favorites. When they chip? I explained that to my manager today. <laughs> you like when a tight end chips before he goes out for a pass? Yeah, he he doesn't know football, but his kids are playing, so he, he tries to ask me stuff and just explaining that to him. That's what t- tight ends can do both. Did you told him that it was your exact words that a tight end can chip and go out and catch a pass? Yes. He what is thought it, what, that he thought what, that they'd either go for a pass or they'd block. What does it mean they can chip? They're gonna like hit the guy at the line of scrimmage and go for a pass. Good for you. Did you really have this conversation today? Yeah. Get the get out of here. I swear to God. You were talking about tight ends chipping off the line. Yes. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, I did for like 10, 15 minutes. You talked about it for 15 minutes? Yeah, that's what we talked about for a little while, yeah. <laughs> Chipping? Well, basically, like, what, what the tight end can do. Like, they're not just a wide receiver, but they're not a blocker, like, or 
some some tight ends like Travis Kelsey barely oh, ever block. You but talked then, about tight ends for 15 minutes. Yes, but like I other other tight ends your- like never catch the ball. I thought you talked about the art of chipping for 15 minutes. I was like, no, that's really? that's Bill Belichick with the art of punting. Oh, well, that that's a two-hour conversation. That's fair. I was just imagine you having a 15-minute conversation going like, you can chip him with your left shoulder, you can chip him with your right, you can extend a hand. Just... Well, there are there are multiple ways to go about it. We didn't have to get too overly analytical, you know. I thought you were bullshitting me when you said you were talking about it today. No, no, I was being serious. This is why you should tune into the Deer Pass Station podcast whenever you can. That's right. You get top-of-the-line stuff like this. Love Vibration H says, play action off the two tight end set is going to be our bread and butter. If we can get the running game going like I think we can, then the opposing defenses isn't going to know if it's run or pass every play. And McDaniels can get us in matchup heaven with linebackers on tight ends. You guys know the drill. Hide what we're doing and capitalize on the mismatches. I'm hopeful Cam will improve his play action like he has the rest of his game this season. Nice. That's your I missed feedback? the end of it. I missed the end of it. What hide, what you're, hide what you're doing and capitalize on the mismatches. I'm hopeful Cam will improve his play action like he has the rest of his game this season. I mean, I'm hoping so, too. I mean, obviously, that's what Tom Brady made a living doing is finding the mismatches and capitalizing on it. I mean, it wasn't that he was a spectacular, you know, physical specimen like Aaron Rodgers or a bunch of these other guys. He basically found the other team's weakness and went straight for it week after week. Listen, we've established that you tune me out. Like, we've we've established that, right? Yeah. But when I'm reading you a comment that you have to respond to, you can't tune me out. And I saw a uh, super chat here, and I started to think about it. And <laughs> Lucas is talking about uh, Doritos and the fa- and our favorite uh, flavor. I really had to think about that. I, so you stopped flavors. listening. Hold on. You stopped listening to the comment you had to respond to. Yeah. To think about what Dorito flavor you like. Yeah, there used to be a really good one, like four cheese. I don't think they make it anymore. That was fantastic, just so everyone knows. Are you going to put up the, the Super Chat? Speaking of chips, what's the best flavor of Dorito, Lucas? Okay, what do you think? Since you thought about it. <sighs> I was, I was going to say that one, but now I'm going to have to go with uh, uh, cool, cool Ranch, I'm going to say. If I have to pick. I like Cool Ranch, but I got to go with Sweet Chili Heat. Sweet Chili Heat? Ah, I don't know if I've had that. Really? Oh, it's I delicious. I would say that I should. It's I'm going to buy some tomorrow when I go to the store. Yeah, sweet chili heat. You got to try that. All right. That's next up on the list. The I 3D used to, Doritos are back. Do they too. still, do they, are they not here? Oh, they're back. They're back in uh, the States. Yeah, I saw the advertisement in the States. They're not back here, though. Do they still have barbecue Doritos? I really liked barbecue. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it I didn't taste so. like regular barbecue, it had its own unique flavor. Right. I said to my wife, though, how come nobody is like, you know, like you can get like generic brand chips, like no name chips. Yeah. Like, why is there no no name Dorito? I don't know. I guess maybe that's just the basic like ones that they have, like just the regular nacho. Is that is that their regular one? No, I think Dorito, like everything has flavor, though. Right. Like here, we can't get any nacho chip like that with cheese or whatever. Unless yeah. it's Dorito. There is no off brand. Really? Yeah. With only Dorito, which is owned by Pepsi. Touche. They got a monopoly going on. 
Well, they do. Well, that's nothing new in Canada. What's yeah. your fa- okay? So you said he said Dorito. Like he was very specific there. Yeah. What's your favorite chip and flavor, just in in, in general? Ah, Doritos are definitely at the top of the list. Um, I also like like jalapeno chips, though. Okay. So like the Miss Vicky's. Um, here we have like Cape Cod. Oh, okay. And then there's another brand in a green bag. I forget the name of the brand though. Miss Vicky's, the green bag, like green, be, and, yeah. green and yellow sort of bag. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, that's Miss Vicky's. Nice. Shout out to Miss Vicky. I like those. Because Miss Vicky's American. It's kettle chips. Yep. Yep. It is kettle chips. Yeah. Then that's Miss Vicky's. They're American. Nice. Yeah. I eat those. Yeah. I like those. But my favorite chip is is uh, sour cream and onion rings. Those are good, too. What do they call them? They're Funyuns? Is that what you guys call Funyuns, them? Funyuns. Yeah. Funyuns. Here Funyuns are called, bomb. Here they don't have any name brand of that. It's only off brand that has them. They're just called sour cream and onion rings. Really? Yeah. It's the Walmart brand, and my like they're like ninety nine cents a bag, and I just like devour them. Nice, love well vibration. Yes, well worth it. Well, here a bag of chips, like a regular bag of Doritos, is like three bucks. Yeah, it sounds same thing for a large bag of chips. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought oh, okay, so it's actually more for you guys, and because American, our money's worth less. Shay. Normally we pay a lot more in our currency because we we are less in the U.S. Right. All right. But yeah, no, you can get a big bag of the sour cream onion rings for 99 cents here. And I just, I just devour them. My wife bought me like two bags. I mean, I know you guys are surprised that I can eat two bags of chips a week because I'm just like the epitome of men's health, but I do. A lot of calorie burning after. That was a great super chat, by the way. It was. Sometimes I just, I sometimes just like to not talk about football. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) We talk about it so much, and I keep swearing today. I apologize. I'm trying not to swear on the on the podcast. That's all right. Anyone listening still at 41-minute mark knows what's up. Yeah. Love Vibration Nation says, what's it going to take to make people start rooting for this year's team instead of yearning for yesteryear and acting like Brady is going to play another seven years? I think the assembling of the roster and the tape of the Patriots in camp has started to do this already. You know what they say, winning cures everything too. So if we don't come out of the blocks decent, then get hot after week four. Maybe people look at the big picture and see the Patriots had one down year, and it was the year the entire NFL was down. I'm really rooting for this team hard because I love their attitude, and I love that these guys want to be here. Harry's agent notwithstanding, of course. Um <laughs> I've found a little bit of a different attitude amongst Patriot fans, you know, especially after free agency in the draft and going into training camp. And I think Cam Newton having a good camp and Mac Jones kind of equaling him has been, uh, has helped the situation as well as, as well as like Nelson Aguilar coming through and Johnny Smith, obviously performing. I think if the Patriots start slow, you're going to see a lot of the, the, the Patriots fans who came back this year because they think they're going to be good again start to distance themselves back to Tom Brady. And I think this time we need to put a really hard – we need to build a wall. Yeah. You know I mean? we, need, we need to build a wall and keep them in Tampa Bay, not let them back to come hang out. Somebody out there is, is only going to hear me say we got to put up a wall and they're going to think we're talking politics. We're not. I live Shit. in Canada. Uh, I only want to put a – I only want to – what are you from? Haver? Haverhill. Yes. Haverhill. I only want to put a wall around Haverhill. That's it. Only it's because fair. I want to keep you safe, Connor. Only because I want to keep you safe. I appreciate that. You don't want me traveling around these cities around here, right? Connor is a national treasure, just so everybody knows. Like, he's a national treasure and should be protected. The Secret Service should follow you around because if anything ever happened to you, I think so. The internet would break. 
I agree. Can we, do you think we can get the Secret Service to respond to me? I know the FBI is very unresponsive. Let me tweet at them. Let me see what they say. All right. That's fair. FYI, I want to throw a big shout out to uh, one of my favorite TikTok channels. It's called Texan John. And All right. uh, it's a kid and his dad. And his dad's like a big six foot six bear. And uh, the dad died over the weekend, 45 years old. No shit, huh? So uh, I just want to throw condolences to the family. They just said wow. that it was a surprise. I and by surprise it probably means cardiac arrest but uh yeah it was just good wholesome entertainment it was called tex and john and it was basically they would set it up the kid would screw with his big six foot six 218 pound dad or 318 pound dad and the dad would clothesline them and all that kind of stuff so just want to throw condolences to them it was just i enjoyed their tiktok content and uh, he passed away over the weekend so wow rest in peace uh, yes big john. wow i think i've seen that actually as well yeah That's they call him the, up. the big bear that's what yeah. they call him that is uh that's sad stuff. 45, that's way too young. Love Vibration Nation says overreaction Friday will happen if Mac Jones lights it up versus the number twos and threes on Washington. I'm curious to see if BB gives Mac any reps against the ones. Our offensive line has a big job to do against Washington's front seven without Andrews, too. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll have to see as far as the front seven, but Andrews is gonna be fine, right? Yeah, but I don't think he's going to play on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah, I mean I he might as be cautious. He might as well. I think they should be cautious with all these guys. I mean, it seems like Hunter Henry's going to be out for a while, so he's not going to be there Thursday, anyways. But David Andrews, man, it's the first preseason game. Don't don't test it. But yeah, I want to see what the front seven does as well. But I want to see how much they actually play too. It's going to be hard to get a gauge on Thursday, man. I'm I don't have that high of like hopes to be honest. Of like no, I don't. What we're I don't see. either. And we'll get more into the the preseason game tomorrow, but yeah, I I hate preseason. Let's be honest with you. Yeah, because even if like the Patriots play their front seven or they play a lot of the guys, that doesn't mean the other team's gonna do the same. And like, it, it's gonna be tough to gauge. It'll just be good to see them out there and playing, obviously. But it's gonna be tough to gauge. Love Vibration Nation says, who will start and place a Hunter Henry as a second tight end? Asi, Asi, even ready, or do we revert to the other guys? I don't know. It's going to be, honestly, it's going to come down to Matt Lacoste and Devin Asi, Asi. I, I was just going to say, maybe Matt Lacoste. But the news did come out today that Hunter Henry's uh, sh- it will be back or is expected to be back by week one. So right. Hunter Henry should be playing Miami week one. So, but yeah, it's going to come down to Asiasi or Matt Lacoste. The both of them are taking those snaps right now, and they're actually both of them are getting the opportunity to try to fight where they should be on this team. Yeah, that's actually probably going to work out well for them because now we'll get the opportunity to see who that third string tight end should be for the regular season. Let these two guys scrap it out and may the best guy uh, win the job. Uh, do we think? Harry is going to get the start and Aguilar is going to be held out as a precaution. If that's the case, the Wilkerson is uh, then Wilkerson is definitely going to get some snaps in the game too. I actually mm-hmm. expect Nikhil Harry to play a lot of the game. Same yep. with Wilkerson, uh, same with Isaiah Zuber. I expect those guys to get a lot of the playing time on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I would think so too. I wouldn't be surprised if they do hold Aguilar out of the game. And yeah, I think Harry, this, these are the guys that should be playing a lot, guys that we're trying to figure out whether they're going to make the team and if they make the team, what their role is going to be. You know, we already kind of know Aguilar's role and why test. I don't want them to test anybody if they if they don't have to. Hunter Henry, David Andrews, Nelson Aguilar, let these guys rest. All right. Are you ready for this one? I think so. 
is Bill going to have Folk Kick or the Quinn Norden guy? Big Kick Nick hasn't been out there. Is he hurt? He has been out there. That he's just, out there. just he's being way outperformed by by Norden right now. He's out there. They're gonna they're gonna take turns. One of them's gonna kick one time, and then the other guy's gonna kick the other time, and then they're gonna measure up who does better. Nick Folk's gonna be cut before the game Thursday. Oh my God! Imagine how would, quickly who, how quickly would you embrace Norden? Um, we have to see. I mean, he's or got, would he's, you be one of those douchebags that root against him because I'm, you're? I'm, I mean, I'm not going to root against anyone on the Patriots, but we'll have to see. He's going to have to do good if he comes on the team and then doesn't make kicks. You know, I'd be sitting here saying, you know, Nick Folk would have made that kick. I want to go back to August of last year and play what Connor was saying about Nick Folk at that time. Oh, me. It was both of us. <laughs> me? Me? Yeah, 100%. I was a Nick Folk supporter. I told you he's been my, my, my kicker since day one. Now I hope we might be able to find the videos. Uh, no, but if we can be honest here for a second, no, we are both ripping Nick, Nick Folk. But have you seen, like, can you take your, your Nick Folk stupidity away for one second for the sake yes. of this? Have you seen this kid kick? Like he's been good. I no, I haven't seen anything. I've I've seen that that he's been really good though, from what I'm reading. So I would imagine Belichick's got something up his sleeve. He already knew this in advance. He's playing chess again, while everyone else is playing checkers. So I think the day he got high fived by Belichick was the day that sort of ended it for Nick Folk. Yeah, Nick Folk's career died as those two touch hands. <laughs> it was just the the. If it, it was a movie, it would have been a dramatic. Like, it just cr- it just crippled that man's career, and he just got verified on Twitter as well. Oh wow! Now that's yeah, that's the icing on the cake. All right, we actually got a lot more. We got to get through here. All right, I'm ready. Love, love, vibration nation says one thing I would love to see in this and other preseason games is Jacoby Myers getting in the end zone. If I were Josh, I would design a few red zone plays with a scheme for Myers to catch the ball short and then run it in, almost like the James White wheel route. Jacoby has the cutting ability to run that well. I just got to tell you, don't expect to see anything creative during the preseason. Right, it's going to be vanilla, vanilla, generic vanilla. Uh, the Patriots, no team, but the Patriots definitely are not going to tip their hand to anybody about what they plan on doing. I wouldn't even expect Cam Newton to run the football and show any sort of quarterback keep or option this year. I think it's going to be straight throws, straight runs. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them using any razzle-dazzle or anything like that. You know, obviously they're going to save that for games that actually matter, but hopefully they can get Jacoby Myers in the end zone. We need that. Have to see it. Want to see Love- it. Love Vibration Nation says Winnow hasn't been her hasn't practiced, therefore will be scratched. I think not a great look for Chase. No, Chase might yeah. be done. Chase actually, they might be able to stick him on the on the injured reserve going into the season because now you can bring back anybody. They put the same COVID rules in in effect. Right. I mean, he's just going down, down, down when he needs to be going up, up, up. So he's going in the wrong direction, to say the least. Down, 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 down. That's that's Chase Winovich with the Patriots right now. So Sean Kingston wrote that about Chase Winovich years ago. He did in advance. He was clairvoyant. Good word. Yes. Word of the day. Good for you. Clairvoyant. Yes, clairvoyance. First, you successfully explained chipping. Yep. 
And now you're, you're using words that are more than three syllables or more than two syllables. Look at me go. Uh, Love Vibration Nation says the second half is all about J.J. Taylor. It's going to be J.J. Taylor, Brandon Bolden, or Madre Stevenson. Yes. I mean, I would imagine they're not going to have Damian Harris out there. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Sony Michelle in the second half, but I mean, I would hope that they're not going to risk Damian Harris out there. Ross says, friend of the show, Doug Kide, claims that the... <laughs> I love when he says that. Uh, claims that the contract for Michael Thomas trade from the Saints is very team-friendly. Is this something the Patriots should look at and why? Well, we actually started the podcast off talking about that. We don't want to bore people. Uh, we don't think it's uh, probable that it's going to happen. It's definitely a possibility. I think it's something we'd both like to see. Yeah. I mean, how can you not want them to get a talent like that, especially if the price is right? But I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just another big wide receiver name tied to the Pats. Ross says rumors are floating about officials in the NFL that are going to be far more strict and decisive on taunting this season. Thoughts mm. on where this may be coming from and your thoughts on taunting in general, tactical or unprofessional. Uh, I don't know where it's coming from. I love taunting when the Patriots are taunting. I don't like taunting when it's happening to the Patriots, but uh, yep. you guys know me. I think that that baseball is getting boring. I think that the unwritten rules of baseball are BS. I think that showing emotion, taunting, celebrating, all that kind of stuff, it's fun. I don't believe in unsportsmanlike. Uh, you, you know, th- these are guys that are that are out there half killing each other playing football, and then they're like, "Oh, you guys better get it. Don't don't rub it in that you're winning." Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why they change their mind all the time. Remember, like. Whatever it was, five, six years ago, you couldn't celebrate at all, and then they completely oh, changed God. it to the point where they're having choreographed like the whole entire offense. I'm gonna roll the ball on the ground, and you guys are all gonna fall over like your, you know, bowling pins. You know, so they went from one extreme to the next. You know, three years from now, they're gonna like celebrate and put like TikToks of people taunting the other team. So, who knows? I would prefer taunting over the stupid field goal celebrations. To be honest, yeah. With you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are just like they play leapfrog in the end zone and stuff. A lot of corny stuff. Some of it's funny, but a lot of it's just corny. I have zero. I hate it. I have no time for it. The pretending to bobsled and all that kind of stuff. Like it's all, it's just, just spike the ball and move on. Right. I actually, no, don't spike, celebrate, have fun, taunt a little bit, throw up the peace sign, whatever it may be. Oh, you know where it's probably coming from? The Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl, I think. The yeah. peace, right? The peace sign right. Tyree Kill's face. Right. And because that became the focal point because Tyree Kill did it to them. Right. Yeah, now they're upset by it, but who knows? They weren't upset when Tyree Kill did it. Who knows? It's all like it's always something with this league and this commissioner. If they suspend suspend somebody for throwing up the peace sign, I might just stop watching football yeah. and stop doing the show, stop giving them any publicity. We will turn this into a basket weaving podcast. Yeah, I've been thinking about basket weaving. Could you imagine an hour podcast Sunday through Thursday just talking about basket weaving? We'd probably become professional basket weavers and like make a fortune selling them on eBay or something. Are we in the wrong business? Probably. The basket weaving business is probably pretty lucrative, right? So we would just make baskets on air. Yeah, people would watch and then we could sell them to the people watching. Dear Weaving Nation, what's going on? It's your boy Ray. I'm with my boy Connor. An order just came in. Ross has ordered 3,000 baskets. 3,000 baskets. Today we're making them out of uh, twine. <laughs> Do you make baskets out of twine? Uh, 
I'm not sure. I've never made a basket. Screw it. We'll figure out how to make it. We'll make we'll make a basket out of twine. Might have to. All right. Uh, Ross says, as reported by CNBC News on Twitter, PepsiCo and Boston Beer to create alcoholic Mountain Dew drink. Are you hyped or horrified? I'm hyped. I love, I love Mountain Dew. Yeah, I, I am a huge Mountain Dew guy. And if I can get intoxicated drinking Mountain Dew, that's a good Wednesday afternoon. Hell yes. Got to respect the Wednesday afternoon drinks. Um, I, I don't know. I might try it, but I probably won't drink it. I'm indifferent. Okay, I just want you to imagine something, okay? Yeah. Tuesday morning, sitting out on the patio drinking an alcoholic Mountain Dew. Yep. You're not into that? I mean, Tuesday morning, I, I might have to t- I might have to do it. You're right. Like Friday night, I'm drinking water and non-alcoholic right. stuff. But Tuesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, no, no. That's the best time to drink. That is probably something I should drink in the morning, get me going for the day. Go drive some cars around. You're right. You're right. I'll drink one. When they come out, I'll drink one on a Tuesday morning. Go drive some cars around. That's what made it. That's yeah. what made it right there. Go drive some cars around. All right. Last one comes from our boy Ross. Trubisky on signing with the hashtag Bills. Quote, nice to be in a place where people want you and care about you, uh, progressing as a person and a player. Trubisky had some choice words for his lack of development with Nagy and the Bears. Hot air, or does he have a solid point? When the heck did Trubisky sign with the Bills? Holy gee, months ago. Really? Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Um, I forgot Trubisky even played in this league. Um, I mean, I don't think, hopefully, Josh Allen, despite the fact being a Patriots fan, I'm a fan of Josh Allen. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Trubisky's never going to touch the field, so... Uh, it's kind of hard for him to say anything. I mean, he's should be happy that he has a team and he is going to be probably a backup for the rest of his career at this point. If, if they're so worried about your development, why did they sign you? They just paid Josh Allen a quadrillion dollars. Yeah, they have no, no desire for him to play whatsoever. No, but Sean Mc, not McVeigh, McDermott, Sean McDermott. Yeah goes to bed at night laughing that you think you're a part of the Buffalo Bills. Right. <laughs> yeah, they they obviously have no interest in him playing. They just went out of their way to extend Josh Allen. That's like saying Trent Dilfer feels appreciated. Somewhere. Right. It doesn't, I, I don't know. He's just trying to throw salt on the Bears, I feel like. They have Justin Even, Fields. They have Justin Fields. Right. Ohio State represent. I think Justin Fields might be pretty good. So I, I have a friend who's a big Bears fan. So I, I hope they have a good year. Duh. Bears. Uh, why, why the delay? I didn't know if you were going to do the Bears part too. So I didn't want to jump over and have you do both. Duh, Bears. Yes. Do you see? That's what I thought. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. Bears. Connor, tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be even more legit than the Bears, kid. Port for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Deer Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Deer Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free 
So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. We want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've left the link in the description because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. Yeah, buddy. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.